ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, June 23rd. That means your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines. That's right, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Today, I've got one guest. I'm keeping it in-house. I'm taking advantage of his position with Motor Racing Network. Jason Toy is going to join me here. Some big news today with Jeff Gordon leaving the Fox Sports booth. He's going to be taking on a daily role at Hendricks Motorsports. So he's going to eventually probably be the number one at Hendricks Motorsports. So Jason's going to talk to us about that. Again, I'm leaning on his position at Motor Racing Network. We've got a lot of martial news to get into today. The NCAA kind of work on some rules for name, image, likeness. We'll get into that with you as well. Pirates earlier this afternoon, a game you heard right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, dropping their finale with the White Sox. It was a two-game series, losing that one 4-3 to three this afternoon at PNC Park. I'll say this, though. The Pirates have gotten a lot better. This isn't definitely a, uh, a situation where... They just didn't deserve the win. They had a lot of shots, but at the same time, I think they kept themselves in it. It was okay game today. It was pretty good. If you're a Pirates fan, you're not happy that they lost, but you got to feel good about how the team has been able to win some games as of late. So you got to feel pretty good about where they're at. NBA playoffs coming up tonight. Eastern Conference Finals, Game 1. Atlanta and Milwaukee, hello. I'm taking the Bucks. If you have to ask me that question, well, Paul, which team are you taking? I get that a lot. I got to take the Bucks in this one. The Hawks, the Bucks coming up tonight, 8.30 p.m. TNT should be a fun one. I like Milwaukee in this one. And then the Stanley Cup, the semifinals going on tonight. Game six. That means this is an elimination game. Going to be the final game maybe at Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Beautiful Uniondale, New York. Tampa Bay taking on the New York Islanders. Tampa Bay leads the series three games to two and just crushed the Islanders the other night. On a Monday night, you have pretty much free reign. Not much going on. You want the average casual sports fan to kind of maybe tune in, see what's going on with your with your sport. Here it is. Tampa Bay crushes the Islanders. Not a Not a good showcase, but... My next guest in a few minutes, he's a big fan of Tampa Bay, so he was happy to see all of the goal scoring. So uh, Jason Toy, a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Now we, we've established that in his, um, his vast, vast travels, that he is um, still a Florida boy at heart. So we're going to talk to him about Jeff Gordon in a few minutes. Get your phone calls in. You can find me on social media at Paul Swan. You can also find us on Facebook. The Drive with Paul Swan. We've got a page. We've got a group. You can join them both. You can join one. You can join them all. You, you can join the other one. That's fine with me. Whatever you want to do, they're there for you. And, of course, uh, looking forward to hearing what you've got to say. Now, you know recruiting's not my thing, but I do keep up with it. And, thankfully, I've got a good friend in Tom Bragg over at Herd 247. He was reporting today that Austin Ball, a six foot seven wing, the class of 2022, also um, 
It's starring for Man High School. You know, the uh, West Virginia class single-A state champion. Received a offer from Marshall today. So social media pointing that out. So we're starting to see some basketball recruiting heating up for the Thundering Herd. And then on top of that, Ashland point guard Colin Porter. He gets a basketball offer. Dan D'Antoni really liking what he saw in that young man. So here we go. We're starting to see basketball heating up a little bit. And I was wondering when that would take place because we have seen time after time after time the new wave of recruiting news coming out on social media. Coach Huff is winning social media right now on the football side of things. You don't need me. You don't just just follow his handle. Just follow his handle. He'll tell you all the recruiting news. He'll just throw it out there and we'll just regurgitate it for you. Kids like that, though. I think that's where he has shown how much his, I guess, his pedigree, his his fame as a recruiter, he's showing how much of that's really true because he's just out there and you see it. Kids like that. Kids like to, to feel like they're wanted, feel like the, the school's really big on them. And it seems like it's coming from a genuine place because that's a lot of energy to put into all this. And Coach Huff is definitely putting it out there. And, of course, I like when I get a notification on Twitter. I'll look down on my phone and get a notification. Her just got bigger. That's always a good sign. When I see that from Coach Huff pop up on my Twitter feed or at least my notifications, I know, okay, something good is happening. I better go check it out and see what's going on. So, Social media, definitely the herd winning that battle on football so far. I hope Marshall's football team is as good as Marshall's social media presence right now. That's what I'm hopeful for, that the football team has that kind of energy the way social media is just going out there and blowing it up right now. All right, we're going to talk NASCAR. Big news today. Jeff Gordon's going to be leaving the Fox Sports booth. He's going to be taking on a day-to-day role at Hendricks Motorsports. He's going to be vice chairman, and he's going to be the second-ranking official to majority owner Rick Hendrick. This is big news. Jason Toy from Motor Racing Network will join me. We'll talk about that. Later on, we're going to talk a little bit more about the NCAA trying to deal with image, likeness, and compensation for athletes. We'll do all that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Big news out of NASCAR today. Jeff Gordon's going to be leaving the Fox Sports booth. He's going to be taking on a daily role at Hendrick Motorsports. Vice Chairman and second-ranking team official to majority owner Rick Hendrick. I'm going to capitalize on the in-house talent we have joining me now in studio from Motor Racing Network. Jason Toy, of course you know him from Big Buck Country 101.5 locally. But of course you hear him on a majority of NASCAR broadcasts. And big news today for Jeff Gordon. I mean, he had a pretty good thing going on at Fox Sports, but he's taken a a different role, which could maybe eventually lead to him being in charge of Hendricks Motorsports. Yeah, it's something that you kind of seen on the horizon a little bit. Um, this is something for Jeff Gordon that uh, is an opportunity to be in, in ownership of, uh, you know, arguably right now one of the best running teams in NASCAR. 
Uh, they've won what three straight races with uh, with Kyle Larson. If you and you also count the uh, the uh, All Star race as well. So, but yeah, it's an opportunity for him. Uh, you know, Rick Kendrick, uh, Mr. H has been uh, over the years has not had the greatest of health, but he's battled through. You know, the man has survived. I mean, it truly has nine lives in the aspect that he battled. Uh, you know, he had bone cancer. He went through bone marrow treatments and and everything and survived that. He, him and his wife's, uh, you know. Unfortunately, their son uh, perished in the plane crash with Hendrick Motorsports people on it going to the Martinsville Speedway a handful of years ago. And then a couple of years after that, Mr. Hendrick and his wife survived a plane crash when they were going into the Keys, so uh, flying down to their home down there. So uh, the man has um, it truly is an icon. He's built a, a team that uh, he basically, to start off, mortgaged everything he had to get it running. And uh, now it's an opportunity as he's getting a little bit older. Um, the question had always been after Ricky had passed away, uh, who was Rick's son, who was going to take over for Rick when, you know, when he's ready to retire. And I think this is something that's been a natural thing in the build. Uh, you know, Mr. H has always considered Jeff to be a second son to him. So this, I think it's a natural course of things. And I think, uh, you know, Jeff has been an owner with Rick. I mean, he owns, uh, the car that Chase Elliott drives. So, I mean, that's, so he's been, uh, ever since he was driving, he's always been an ownership part of the team as well. But now I think it's just an opportunity to build for the future to make sure the legacy of Hendrick Motorsports lives on. I'm not that familiar with the Hendrick family the mm-hmm. way you are, so he doesn't have any other family members that can maybe step in and be a part of this. He has a daughter that is not is not involved with the the program. She has another life as well, but she you know they're still very close. It's just not in the day to day operation of things. Um, and you know Rick's wife is. Uh, always supportive of the program, but she's not in the day-to-day operations as well. Um, Rick's brother had uh, passed away in that same plane crash that took Ricky's life in Martinsville. Uh, so it really kind of uh, within the family, and Jeff, like I said, is like a son to him. So this kind of – I think it's a natural progression for Jeff Gordon. You know, we have a lot of these drivers that are wanting to get into ownership roles. You saw Tony Stewart do it over the years. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Brad Keselowski – uh, leaving Penske to become part owner or owner of Roush Fenway Racing and driving there. Uh, so, I mean, it's the business model looks better for NASCAR. Uh, it's getting better for NASCAR, especially with the new cars that are coming in. The way the sport is structured now, it makes it more enticing for folks to get into it. And for Jeff Gordon, it's a great uh, transition to make that uh, the move into it. Course, he having a successful career on the track and then mm-hmm. getting into the broadcast booth and now this – Jeff has always been one of those faces of mm-hmm. NASCAR, yeah, yep. even to this day. He's uh, he hasn't raced what in, in how, how many oh, God, years? It's, yeah, it's been what almost uh, eight years, yeah, ten years, at least. approaching ten. Yeah, but he's still yeah. well regarded, and, and people love him still to this day. Mm-hmm. And that was something that maybe at the beginning people didn't love him. So now he's like <laughs> really well beloved. Well, you know, it's the thing about it when you have somebody that dominates and wins, you got fans that won't like you. I mean, it's plain. It's, uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. was the same way. I mean, it was. Um, you know, he would win everything and it would make fans mad. You know, they always kind of get on to the ones like that and they get on like that with Kyle Busch now too. So, uh, you know, Kyle dominating the Xfinity series and Kyle has the attitude to go along with it too as well. But, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those deals that in the car, um, and you dominate and win all the time like Jeff Gordon did, <laughs> it's going to upset J- Jimmy Johnson the same thing. I mean, Jimmy Johnson had a lot of people against him fan-wise because he was always beating their driver. 
So it's just it's a natural progression of sports. It happens in anywhere. Look at dynasties. How many people hate the Patriots? I mean, just because they were there all the time. So I'm a Bengals fan. I don't know what I don't. <laughs> yeah, I hate everybody. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's my own personal suffering. Jason Toy joins me, Motor Racing Network. You know him locally from Big Buck Country 101.5. And Jeff Gordon going to be leaving Fox Sports. Going to be taking on a daily role at Hendrick Motorsports. And their season just ended for Fox, so uh, back at Texas two weeks ago. So, so it makes sense for him now. It, it's a natural uh, transition. Not like he's going to leave the booth the rest of the year, um, but he'll be doing. And he'll he'll still pop up on TV every once in a while, deal. But he'll be more of an ownership role now. And you know they built a team at Hendrick Motorsports at one time. Uh, I heard the stat back over the weekend at Nashville that at one time Hendrick Motorsports had one of the oldest groups of drivers in the sport now they have the group of the youngest drivers in the sport and they've definitely got a future that is really bright with all four of their drivers is that something jeff gordon brings to this that fresh injection of Mm -hmm. of youth still i mean he's 49 he's not old but he's not young but at the same time he's been in the pits Mm -hmm. he's been in every level of racing you possibly can be he's been an owner he's seen the tv side of it as well what does he bring, though, that might push Hendrick further than it's already? Because this is the top team. It yeah, is the how top far, team. How far can you go? You know, it's it's like if you look, compare it to like a Formula One team, they're the Mercedes team. If you compare it to an IndyCar uh, program, they're, they're Penske. You know, it's, although Penske's had a bad year this year, they haven't got a win yet, but they're still, the legacy is there. Hendrick Motorsports' legacy is, is where it is, and it's established. It's just to, to continue that legacy on. And, you know, for Jeff, and I think with Mr. H, when he decides to retire, and he's still active, he's still at the racetrack, he'll be at the racetrack this weekend at Pocono. He was there at Nashville. Um, he, um, he'll go as long as he wants to, but he is starting to get up in age in the aspect that it's you got to start thinking about what the future is going to be for that, uh, for that company, that organization. Now, when you look at it for, for Hendrick Motorsports, it is a huge organization that employs like about almost 1,000 people, about 700 people. Uh, between you know the all four of the teams, the manufacturing side of things, everything you know all across the board. But for Mr. Hendrick, it's you know Hendrick Motorsports is one thing. It's Hendrick Auto that is his other baby. You know with this what fifty or sixty plus dealerships that he has uh, all across the country. So that's another whole business aspect that somebody else will have to take over. And Jeff can focus strictly on the racing side. And Jeff's still a name. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, he has a personality. He has a knack for talent. He's picked out, helped pick out people to drive in those cars. So uh, he was a big Kyle Larson fan and pushed for Kyle Larson to get in that car. And, you know, he's – Jeff, like I said, has always been a part of the organization. He grew into the ownership role of the organization. And I think that financially, um, you know, he'll continue to have his stake in it as well that eventually could be Hendrick Motorsports with Jeff Gordon or something like that down the road whenever Mr. H decides to retire. You ever see uh... – a potential name change. I mean, you mentioned Jeff maybe getting attached to the name, but it's still Hendrick Motorsports. It'll, it'll still be HMS. Yeah, yeah. You, it, you don't anticipate that. Maybe mm-hmm. the legacy will continue. Yeah, there. like it's like Petty. It's like Petty and just, you know Petty uh, Enterprises. You know Richard Petty is still there, even though he has a partner that's in on the team with him as well. And you know you have um, investment groups that that will be a part of it on that side, like you know Roush Fenway. You know Fenway. Uh, uh, sports and entertainment, you know, with the Boston Red Sox and soccer and everything else, um, it will always still be Hendrick Motorsports. And, you know, it's just that's the legacy. That's the name that goes on with it. And, 
you know, maybe Hendrick Motorsports with Jeff Gordon, or maybe Hendrick Gordon Motorsports, but Hendrick will always be a part of it. Jason Toy joins me for MRN Radio. You know him locally, of course, from Big Buck Country 101.5. He's on every day and uh, playing playing the great hits. And, of course, uh, just um, just so you know, he also, um, from time to time, is our lead broadcaster on most of our sports play-by-play. <laughs> you don't call softball, but Cabell Midland is uh, one of those teams that you're lead on uh, most days. And, St. V- Albans loses. Yeah, vested interest. Uh, yeah. St. Albans losing today to Cabell Midland 3 nothing in the Class AAA Championship. Thought I should bring that up while you were in here. That's back-to-back wins. Uh, they beat St. Albans yesterday. St. Albans had to go in the loser bracket. And at one time in that game, Midland was trailing 2 nothing and came back. And to come out with a 3 nothing win, that's great to bring the, the title back to Ona once again. Big parade. You, I mean, is it, <laughs> does a parade begin at your house? No, no, not necessarily. But they'll—I'm sure they'll be doing something through the the streets of Milton, and uh, you know, probably through owner there a little bit. That's that's a that's a big deal to bring it. Any it doesn't matter what sport it is. Any any school, any sport, you can bring a championship, a state championship back home. That's pretty cool. I, I think a party at the Pumpkin Park. <laughs> it may be. You know, we got uh, uh, you got the uh, Cabell County Fair coming up soon. You know, you'll have a parade around that. You'll have the pumpkin the pumpkin parade coming up too. You could be in that too. Jason Toy joins us. Yeah, the pumpkin parade is coming back finally. The pumpkins. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I was I'm a huge pumpkin festival guy. Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a huge big deal. So, uh, uh, the food is my big thing on the pumpkin festival. Okay, I love the food at the pumpkin festival. Yeah, so. you can get every flavor of pumpkin. Yes, every shade. Every... Always have to do pumpkin ice cream, pumpkin yeah. cheesecake ice cream, right. and then. Uh, uh, honestly, one of my favorite things to eat there is, I know we're talking about food here, but... Um, hey, it's sports. That's, that's part of <laughs> it our It all job. goes together. It is um, the Cabell County, or the Cabell, um, well, I think it's 4-H from Cabell Midland. And I think Huntington High might be involved with it as well, but it's the 4-H kids. Oh, not 4-H, the FFA kids. And they uh, they do roasted corn there. And it's just, that's spectacular. I mean, it's awesome. So that's what I love it there. I always go away... With, you know, I let my wife and my mom go do the craft stuff. I go food sampling when I go there. So. You come back and you've got to be handful. Uh, well, I, I buy, I'll buy, you know, when I come out of there, I'm buying salsas. I'm buying meatball mix. I'm yeah. buying something there to take home with us. Apple butter. <laughs> Apple butter. I think oh, yeah. I think my wife brought home last year uh, from one of the restaurants in Charleston that was out there that does uh, soup mix, soups. They had their pumpkin soup, and we got, we have mixes of that at the house. So. You know who I saw the last time I was at the Pumpkin Festival? I'm just strolling by, uh-huh. and um, you, you you look at the sidelines of Marshall photography for years. Yeah. And you you, you see Rick Hay Oh, out yeah, there. and his and wife. His wife was out there, and it's like all of a sudden, I'm just driving by. They've got a booth. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm, I'm laying down cash there. <laughs> the cheesecakes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Rick and his wife and, uh, they, uh, and their daughter. Their daughter's a big push on that as well. And every time – uh, the last time I went, like the last year or year before last when I went, it, I got there like when they sold out the last cheesecake. I was like, Ugh, every time. So I need to I need to get there early this year to get a cheesecake. We need to put an order in now. Yeah, definitely do. He's a Hall of Famer, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you knew that. He deserves it. Yeah, he definitely deserves it. He should. That should be his uh, Hall of Fame cheesecakes. Yes, <laughs> he should bring them to all of us too on sidelines. So. I, I'm, I'm pushing for that. <laughs> Jason Toy joins us as uh, Rick Hay has um, been name dropped several times now because we're pushing for cheesecake. And of course, <laughs> I wonder if he's a NASCAR fan. Well, you know, it, he asked me about. He'll ask me how things are going with it and stuff, but he doesn't follow it too much. So, but uh, yeah, I, one thing I was going to say on the racing side. Yeah. 
locally, you know, uh, folks need to check out, make sure they check out the Ona Speedway. If they're a race fan, uh, they have really built a, a great deal there the last couple of years at Ona. Uh, and they're back at it this weekend. I think they're doing Friday and Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, this week with fireworks and more, and they got some good racing going on. So uh, get on out there. It's great family fun at the Ona Speedway, so make sure you check it out. And also, too, if you're a dirt track fan, Portsmouth Raceway Park, uh, they've been running. They've been lucky enough. They haven't been flooded out too much, which has been good so far. Uh, but they're they're doing Donna and the crew down there are doing a great job with their shows. Uh, just had last weekend uh, sprint cars and uh, on Saturday night, and they had late models, uh, crate late models on Saturday on Friday night, and they had a pretty good show. So um, they always have great shows there, folks. So get out, support your local tracks. Get out there. I highly encourage that to be able to get out there. When are you calling one again for Mona? Uh, probably not this year. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, they do a great job out there with it. Uh, we, you know, we did that TV broadcast yeah, there remember, last year, which I was remember. pretty cool. But during the pandemic, and uh, we had a, a great time out there. TJ uh, Lane, who takes care of all the uh, the PA duties out there, he and I jumped on, and TJ does one heck of a great job. And um, he um, he's carrying the, the carrying it out there. Now they did do one week a couple weekends ago. They did a throwback weekend, you know, like they do in Darlington for NASCAR and all that. So they did a throwback weekend at uh, at Ona, and uh, they brought back uh, the work of the booth. I was in Darlington. I think I was in Darlington that weekend. Uh, they brought back Spencer Adkins, our buddy Spencer Adkins from Channel 13, because Spencer Adkins and myself worked together at the Ona Speedway. So Spencer was on the mic for a while. So that was pretty cool. What's Atkins Toy Motorsports happening? <laughs> when Spencer gets a lot more money. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. He's the money man of the group. He'll just manage it. Yeah, he's the one that has the contract, you know. So. Get that big TV contract. Jason Toy joins me from MRN Motor Racing Network. Shameless plug for this weekend, Let's do it. folks. Let's Check hit it. it out before we jump out of here. Uh, doubleheader. I'll be heading up to Pocono on, uh, on uh, Friday morning. Uh, we're racing two back-to-back cup races this weekend. We've got a... 325-mile cup race on Saturday, and then we'll turn around and do it again on Sunday with a 350-mile race. So uh, two, uh, see, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 2.30 on Sunday will be our airtime. So uh, make sure you check it out. So they started doing this last year, the Pocono Double, and uh, because they were going there twice within a month period. So let's just combine them, shorten the races, and have a back-to-back weekend. So that's what they've done. We'll be busy. We'll have double headers on Saturday and Sunday, but the cup races you'll be able to hear on Buck. Okay, so this is big boy racing here now. Yeah, it's cup racing. Get ready, get ready to have, have, have fun with it. Double headers, I like it. It makes sense. I yeah. like that. And if you uh, you have to run the same car from race one to race two, okay. un- unless you wreck it. Uh-huh. If you wreck it, you got to go to the backup. So, But you have to run the exact same car. Okay, so if you know you have a bad f- first car. Put, you it, may, put it in the put wall. Put it in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> take someone out. It, t- it makes an expensive run for you, but, yeah, that's uh, what you can do with it, but. Big Buck Country 101.5. That's where you can hear yep. all the NASCAR action. Of course, great country music and uh, so much more. Yep. Any other plugs I can That's get it. in there great, for you? Great people. You know, we got JB&T in the mornings, too. So they are great them. people, aren't they? Yeah. They're just good people. They're good. Know? Okay, not great. Just good. <laughs> don't, right, don't tell them I said that. Jason Toy joining us. MRN Radio. More coming up. It's The Drive. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour, as always, brought to you by White Claw. It's 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer made pure. 
Associated Press reporting that NCAA President Mark Emmert saying that the association is working on rules. These will be interim rules that will permit college athletes to earn money off of their fame and celebrity by July. And this is going to act as a bridge until a solution more permanent, more desirable, probably have something that's a little bit more in stone is set. There was a memo that was sent out to member schools, the Associated Press obtaining it. Emirate acknowledged the current uncertainty across college sports as it moves toward allowing name, image, and likeness compensation for athletes. He wrote in the memo, and The Athletic reported on this, We are focused on providing you additional guidance to make the introduction of the NIL era as smooth as possible. Well, you're going to have to hurry up because you've got six states, New Mexico, Florida, Mississippi, Georgia, Texas, Alabama. Uh, They've got laws all going into effect July 1st. That's going to basically undercut any rule that is on the table, on the board right now for the NCAA. And it's going to give athletes the opportunity to be paid. Third parties can now pay these athletes for things like online endorsements, personal appearances, sponsorship deals. And we've talked about this before. How does this play out in Alabama? Well, Alabama's going to rake in the cash, right? Athletic department's going to rake in the money. This might be a drop in the bucket for them. They might miss out on a couple of things, maybe. How does this go for other schools, maybe a little bit further down the list? Because now if you can go by these rules... You don't have to go deal with the university directly. You want to you want to tap in on the fame of the university. You want to tap in on the fame of these athletes, what they're doing for the university. You want to get a piece of that, but you don't want to go through the university. You don't want to go through Marshall. You don't want to go through WVU. You don't want to go through Kentucky. You don't want to go through Western Kentucky. You don't want to go through Ohio. You don't want to go through any of these institutions. Instead, you want to get a piece of that action, but you don't want to go through the university. So here you go. And I'm curious how that's going to work because, for example, let's say, let's use Marshall as the example. Marshall, deal with Pepsi here. I go to a Marshall football game and I got Pepsi products. It's in the press box. It's in the concession stands. You got Pepsi products. What if somebody, I don't know, What if your local Coca-Cola distributors wanted a piece of that action, but instead of going through the university or trying to get a contract with the athletic department, let's say Grant Wells. Hey, Grant, we want you to to sell some Cokes. Can you do that for us? Is that going to be something that can happen, will happen? Same time, I mean... Are you going to be restricted? And I don't think so. Say the university has partnerships with one brand. Say Brand X. And Brand X is the official sponsor of Marshall University Athletics. Well, what if, again, I'm going to use Grant Wells. I'm not picking on him. I'm just going to use him because, you know, as the quarterback, you're going to get the deals, right? Say Grant Wells goes and deals with Brand Y. So all of a sudden you get the university official sponsor, Brand X, the official sponsor of Marshall Athletics, and then Brand Y is like, hey, 
we got Grant Wells over here endorsing our product. These are the things I'm thinking about. I don't know if others are thinking about this. And, of course, you got personal appearances as well. So that means on my free time, I can go make a personal appearance. I could go show up at a car dealership. Could you imagine, hey, come out to, come out to the car dealership, meet Grant Wells, sign autographs. Could charge for, he could charge for that autograph, right? Does that mean now that when you go to autograph sessions, or will there be autograph sessions? You know, an athlete, a student athlete might go, hey, wait a minute here. I'm not signing your poster. I'm not signing your football. I'm not signing your collectible because, one, I can get paid for that. You can come to my signing event. I'll sign that, and here's the nominal fee you have to pay. You want my... You want my autograph? Five bucks. Ten if you're ten if you're really really popular, right? It's like Comic Con, right? You go to a Comic Con and you have people set up booths, and you show up, and they have merch, they have photos. You can get them to sign their their merch; they'll sell it to you, or they can take photos with you. And there's a fee; you pay the fee. You want to see your favorite superstar? There's an autograph session. You got to pay, and, and you're gonna get the autograph. Are we gonna see that really, or are we gonna see kids just like, yeah, here, sure, here's my autograph? Even though I know that you could probably go, if I do something spectacular, you could take that football, that miniature football that I just signed. You could take that, put that on eBay. Here it is. It's going to make 25, 50, 100. It depends on, you know, what you what you value it to be. Because again, it's as valuable as somebody is willing to pay for it. That's the thing. And now with all of this and when we get rules and and how this is going to happen, I mean, personal appearances, I would think there'll be some autograph opportunities and with that, there's going to be a little exchange of cash maybe. Online endorsements. Yeah, sure, right? Sponsorship deals. I mean, maybe commercials as well. All of a sudden, I'm cutting a commercial. If I'm a, I'm a standout athlete for the Thundering Herd, again, I'm not going to pick on Grant Wells anymore, but let's say I'm, I don't know, anybody, really, depending on what the perceived value is to have. They could cut commercials for you. They could be the the forward-facing spokesperson for your product because they would be benefiting off their fame and their celebrity, and they would be able to receive compensation for their name, image, and likeness. Now, they can't show up and say a Marshall Thundering Herd football set. I mean, maybe you can wear a Kelly Green polo or something. I don't know. But you can't come out in Marshall gear because that would probably cross a line, maybe. There would have to be some... Because, again... Yeah, you can off your name, your image, your likeness, your fame, but I don't know if you could show up in martial gear. I don't know if you can incorporate the martial brand into you as you are profiting off your name, your image, your likeness, your celebrity. Is that even possible? How will that come down? Because, again, you're representing yourself, but will the universities say, look, okay, you can go out and represent yourself, but you can't 
you can't represent yourself as us because there might be some perceived attachment here. And yes, we know, if, if I'm using my Grant Wells example, we know Grant Wells is a quarterback for Marshall University. We know Tavion Kinsey is a basketball player for Marshall University. So can Tavion Kinsey show up in herd gear? Can he show up in herd gear? His basketball jersey, is whatever, can he show up and attach that to his name, image, or likeness? Or will there be some guidelines there? It's like, okay, you can yeah, you can be Tavion Kinsey. You just can't be showing up in a, uh, an official herd basketball jersey. And how much of this is going to undercut the university? How much is this going to undercut sponsorships? Because what if you want to take that money? You know, I want to spend my sponsorship money. Okay, it's, it's been a pretty good deal with the university. But you know what? I could take this money and I could get a little bit more direct access. I could get Tavion Kinsey. I could get a player from the football team, the basketball team. I could get that access now because they can control their name, image, and likeness. They can profit off of it. I can I can make deals with them, and I can pay them, and I don't have to pay the university for branding unless you want that branding. Maybe you want that branding. Maybe you want to be associated with the university and the player, or maybe you go, you know what? I can get more bang for my buck here if I spend that money a little bit more targeted and I have Tavion Kinsey just directly representing me, or I have Grant Wells or any other player. I'm picking on those two. I'm only using those two because when you think football right now, you're probably thinking Grant Wells. You're thinking Tavion Kinsey because not everyone's going to be able to benefit from this. Honestly, how many student athletes are going to have a major opportunity? Not many. There will be opportunities for sure, but how many are going to be able to have the major opportunity, like the sponsorship deal, like the endorsements, like the personal appearances? How many of those student-athletes are going to have that level of opportunity? It'll be anywhere from really high to maybe really low or non-existent. Because, again, it's going to play off fame and celebrity. The more fame you have as a student-athlete, the more celebrity you have as a student-athlete, the more you potentially have as far as value is concerned. And that's been part of the argument here is, look, universities are profiting off of us. We don't see any of it. And at the same time, there's going to be different degrees here, different levels of how I can profit, how I can make a dollar. Because, honestly, these student-athletes they want to see a little bit more of an equitable, fair, I just want to say there are some athletes that think, look, we're not getting a fair shake here. We're, we're working out here. We're doing this. We are making a lot of Things happen for the university. I mean, for example, and again, I'm just using what's out there already. 
Xavier Gaines. He tweeted out, and again, I'm just using it because it's there, and I'll leave it without any other addition. But he tweeted out a day ago, it's ridiculous that D1 athletes have to get jobs in the summer because these schools don't pay us anything and don't feed us, but want to work us like dogs. It's BS. So he threw that out there. So you think, how, how do you think he feels? We'll wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping up the Wednesday, June 23rd edition. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for, again, uh, just thanks for everything right now. We've got you covered if you haven't um, subscribed just yet. Podcast is available right now on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. You can join our Facebook group. We can join our Facebook page. However you like to be on social media, we've got a place for you. I'm not telling you my username, but I am on TikTok. I've made two. I've made two. They're they're not very good, but I made two, and I'm not in them. That I'm, I'm not not doing that, but I'm there. Just haven't found the. I haven't found the interest there. What, what, what? Explain. Okay, you don't have to explain it, but still, I'm just not. I'm not seeing the the draw here. Like, okay, I'm watching other people. Do stuff that doesn't look safe. I don't know. Maybe it's um, yeah, it's like handed camera. And if you don't know what that reference is, um, look it up on the internet. That's it. I'm done. Thanks for being a part of the program. We're gonna do it all over again tomorrow, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. As I mentioned, if you would like to go back and listen to any part of today's show, you want to go catch it. If you missed it, you tuned in late. I've got you covered. Start on our website, wrvc.com. We've got the podcast posted there. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you download. Podcast is where you can find us. And as I mentioned, Twitter, at Paul Swan. Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. You can join the page. You can join the group. It'll be a great time, I promise. That's going to do it for this edition here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.